but it's good to see everybody, and I do pray that you've been learning through Primal. I pray that it has made you look at your your walk with God and, 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 and just what you do and just be like, man, I get so wrapped up in different things, and I just get so wrapped up in, in my job or what I've got to do this or what I've got to do that that I forget the whole purpose that we were actually put on the planet. And so I, I and even in the book, it even talked about some different things like even church programs like youth, uh, children's church, even the church's 5013C status, so tax exempt. All that stuff is good and important. Yeah, we're still going to keep doing that, but we can get so wrapped up in all that stuff that we forget that it's not, it's not about events. It's about a relationship and about about here, what's going on in here. Um, and so that, like the song said, have your heart. And I love that song. It's pretty easy. Um, I drive, Ben's not been, he's out of town. He's in Pennsylvania. Pray that he gets home this evening because they're supposed to get like 12 inches of snow. So um, I'm not sure if he's going to be back today or whenever, but I just pray because he'll be coming back late this evening. He's out of town. Um, but I drive him nuts because I'll play and worship songs, and I'm in my office, and I've got all this stuff going. I probably drive him nuts. I really don't care. But I just I love to worship. Don't get me wrong. I like to I like to read my word and I like to pray. But I just there's something that rises up on the inside of me when songs come in. That I mean it's just and and the reason that we're trying to push worship so much just as a new year and even with this primal book is because I'm telling you when you get this going on this stuff doesn't matter. Okay. Whenever that you're worried about your relationship with God and you're spending that time with Him, not just when you come in on Sunday mornings, because a lot of times we come in on Sunday mornings and it's like, and I know it's even harder because I can't tell you to stand because you're supposed to stay seated. So then it's kind of like, and 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 it's hard to get into that. But you know, you can still like like uh, we were saying, you can still lift your hands. Isabel even prayed for the worship team this morning. She was just like, God, I pray that people lift their hands. In the, in the church this morning, that they will realize that there's something about a surrender and a connection. And I, I can't explain it. And you're probably thinking, you're weird. You're not going to tell me what to do. That's fine. But I'm telling you, you're missing out. And I don't like missing out on stuff. I definitely don't like missing out on food. But if there's a connection with God, I don't want to miss out on that either. And by the way, we're having pulled pork sandwiches at Joe Don's tonight. Okay, since we're, I talked about food. Amy Brown is making those. Right? Better be good. I'm going to find another church if they're not. I'm just playing. I did have, I was going to, I had a big binder at home. I mean, it's like this thick. And I was going to bring it with me this morning. And I was going to set it up here. And what I was going to say is I was going to be like, y'all are probably wondering what's in here. And it's a binder. And in that binder is all the times that Ben has ever made fun of me during his sermons. And we're going to read through each and every one of them today. I didn't bring that, though, because my hands were so full with camera bags and everything else. And he's not here to help me. So it's always more fun to burn them when they're not here. But there are a lot of those. But um, worship is just an awesome thing, and I don't want you guys to take that for granted when you just come in, that it's it's just like, well, we're going to sing a couple songs, and I'll forget the little bit, the warm and fuzzies or the feel-goods, and then I'll hear a little bit of the word that'll make me feel like I'm doing better and one challenge, and then I'm just going to go home and just do whatever for the rest of the week. Can I tell you something? God did not send his one and only son to die on the cross so you could come get the feel-goods one hour a week. Can I get an Amen. He came so that we would share that same joy, share that life, share that word, share that worship, that people could just see and feel something just radiating off of us that knows it's different. So please don't take those times for granted when we come in. Eat up every bit of it. Just soak it up. And whenever you're at home through the week, listen to worship music. I, I sent Derek and them that song, and they are like, oh, my gosh, that song's 13 minutes. And I, a lot of the music I listen to is off of worship albums where it's got live videos. And just FYI, I'll... 
Maverick City Worship, that's like my new favorite worship team right now. Um, they just got a lot of live videos. If you, if you really want to know what worship is supposed to look like during the time, of, watch that stuff. Because I'm, I'm, there's jumping, there's there's dancing, there's singing. Well, I'm not I'm, I'm not like that. I'm real reserved. Okay, I've seen some of y'all at the ball games. Not to mention any names, but there was a woman behind me last night that kept screaming. And there was one there. Oh, and you tried to go out on the floor. I don't know what you were doing. She had a cowbell. I was getting ready to break her fingers. <laughs> she said she was bringing this. But how we get stuff like that, how much more excited we, we, should we be that the creator of the whole universe the whole universe that holds your life and the whole world in your hands he's caused everything from brain from brain development if you've been reading that book it just blows your mind the human body he has created all that and we can get more excited over ball games and stuff than we can church moving right along but i mean i'm just gonna i'm not gonna apologize for that i apologize sometimes but i'm not right now so moving right along um is Grace in here this morning? No, okay. This is his WWF ladder, and I've been looking at it for like three weeks, so we need to get that to him. But um, let's let's get in. I'm not going to take as long as Ben, okay? Everybody said amen. Say amen. I'm not get, Just say amen. It's okay. I'm not going to get, because it seems kind of awkward. Singing my books of the Bible song that I learned when I was about five. That's still how I remember where stuff's at. But um, we are continuing to talk about primal and what's going on with that. Um, I'm just going to do a real short recap. I'm not going to take long to do that. But um, primal is, is just getting back to the basics and the fundamentals of Christianity. It's just going back. Okay, I'm not saying that we were going back so primal that you still need to use an outhouse and corn cobs and grow all your food and live off the land if you want to do that more power to you i'm not going to shake your hand some of y'all get that later y'all need to loosen up okay i like i like making people laugh more than being serious but it's not that we have to go back to how things were but it's in our relationship with christ and we've talked about when the church first started ben has spent the last um the last four weeks talking about the the early church the salvations of the early church he talked about when peter preached and there were there were 3,000 added to the church that daily. They were baptized. Um, talked about when the church was created. And let me just get this. The church didn't come about until after Jesus was crucified, okay? And in fact, there were no Christians until after Jesus died on the cross. That's when that came from. So there were laws, and he said he, he didn't come to do away with the law, but he came to fulfill it. So when Jesus came, so that's, that's when we started having Christians after his death. That's when we started having church. Is somebody's phone? I don't know, man. It's scary. I was like, oh, there's a rapture. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> no, it'll happen a whole lot faster than that. Um, but uh, ADHD, yeah. So uh, when, the, when the church first, st- first started, um, they came together, and they would sell everything that they had and, and would give the poor. I mean, it was super hands-on. Now, how many of you all would, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm just, I'm, I might sell some stuff. Maybe the stuff that I don't really want as much, and then give that money to the poor. But but imagine selling your car, and just giving all that money away. I mean that's just what they did. The early church found a need, and they met it. Is there anything wrong with us having nice stuff? No, but we don't need to worship that above God. 
And that's what that's what the God says. Have no other gods before me. Okay. So another little G. So you might like your car. It better not be above God. You might like. Um, oh, I'm afraid to say this. You might like UK basketball. Um, but not above God. You might uh, like your bling jewelry, but not above God. So, so the early church, they sold all their belongings, and they gave to those in need. In our church, we do a really good job. Um, we're going to be doing the uh, vision meeting. Some of you guys had just came last year, and we did that. Were you? Yeah. I was like, oh, gosh, there's all these new people. We're talking about money. I hate talking about money because <laughs> that's what the church is. We're like, I don't talk about money. But I will say this, it just is an awesome thing. Our church was able to give fourteen over $14,000 in missions this year. So, yeah, that's awesome. Praise God. So we're doing our part. And, yeah, we've still got to take it. So, but it's just the mindset of, of what we have. Do we really need it? And is there be, is being open to it, can we do more for God? So we've talked about all that. So this week I just want to talk about um, briefly uh, continuing the journey of a disciple. Okay, because once we get saved, um, baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, um, he, we're not just called to sit in a church seat, okay? God's called us to be a disciple. And I like Batterson's definition of that. He says, um, a disciple is one who never stops learning. So never stop. We've never arrived. We always got to be. And how do you learn? You read this word. You pray. You worship. You grow in your relationship with God. Um, so they never stop learning. Every day is primal. Every day is the beginning. So we talking about every day is the beginning. Um, every day needs to be like a restart when you're when you're living for God. I'm not saying that every day when you get up it's like you got saved all over again. So you got to go back to just reading a couple verses. No, the longer you're saved and the more you grow in God, your your reading is going to increase. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just saying each day when you get up, it needs to be a reset. And okay, God, what am I doing for you today? Don't worry about the failures and the past and the things you messed up on yesterday. But, God, what am I going to do for you and your kingdom today? So that's what I'm talking about at Reset. We can't stay babies forever. Um, yeah. There's, there's enough of those in the church. Say amen. Some of you didn't say amen. You probably are one. <laughs> Y'all got to wake up. Or I am going to go long if you all don't start laughing at my jokes. All right, that's better, David. That's what I'm talking about. He wants to get out of here. He's got to go eat fried chicken or something. All right. <laughs> Just settle down over there. All right. So um, uh, he, he, he put a comment, and it was a little equation. Some of you are like, oh, I hate math. Um, not really a math equation, but do you remember the part in the book that says change of pace plus change of place equals change of perspective? Does anybody remember reading that? Okay, I couldn't remember because when I was getting ready for this, I went ahead and read the whole rest of the book. Well, because if this is the last week of prom, I was like, I gotta know what's going on. So, but change of pace. So the speed of things. So I'm gonna use Amy as an example. I went on a mission trip too, but I liked hers better because hers was to like a third world, third world country. Mine was to Paris, France, which, which it was a little bit different because it was there was a lot of Islam and Muslim in France. There's not very many Christians, but whenever she went down, was it Guatemala? Okay, she goes to Guatemala. Their way of living, it's not like running around 24-7 doing stuff. They don't have to worry about paying bills here and doing groceries here and, and going to get your car serviced. They don't even have shoes. And that's what Amy said. She, the, the things that we take for granted, they don't even have shoes. So she goes down there. So their pace is slowed way down. They're not worried about getting on Face World, and that's what I call it when I'm being sarcastic. I know it's Facebook, all right? 
So they're not concerned about getting on Face World and doing this and this and this. And then I gotta go to the grocery store. They don't have bills to pay. They don't have bills. They live in mud huts with nothing. Okay, so way slowed down, change of place, totally in a different country, living in somebody else's. I'd hate to even say living in somebody's shoes or walking in somebody's shoes because they don't even have shoes to wear. But but that that's kind of what I'm getting at. Equals change of perspective. So when you slow down, you put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And in their way of life, guess what? It's going to give you a whole new perspective. And that's what we need whenever we are trying to minister to people. Because, see, God don't call you to minister just to people just like you. That might seem easier, but he's going to call you to minister to whoever. They may be poor. They may be rich. It may be somebody you really don't like. Hopefully that's not me. But we just got to be open to that. And whenever we're willing to do that equation, whenever we're willing to slow down, or maybe speed up, because maybe you're not doing enough, I don't know, and then you change your place, you change where you're at, it's going to change your whole view of everything. And when your view of everything changes, that's when God starts changing your heart and starts doing stuff in here. So we're doing that, and we got to change stuff if we're going to be a disciple of Christ. We can't stay the same, right? So every day is a restart. Yeah, we're going to make mistakes. I'm not saying that once you get saved and come up out of that baptism water, that it's just like, oh, and you don't ever say a bad word. Now, I know some of y'all said bad words, so don't be looking like, mm, I'm glad the lights are down. I've been around some of y'all. Sometimes stuff slips out. Oh, Dad, I didn't expect that one. <laughs> but sometimes stuff, stuff comes out. But can I tell you something? The more garbage that you hear each and every day, if you're around somebody that cusses 24-7, guess what's going to come out of your mouth? It ain't going to be praises. Not the kind I want to hear anyways. I don't know who, maybe the devil. But what we surround ourselves with is very important. Is we're living the, deli- living the life of a disciple, and we're going out after that, and we're staying primal, and we're staying simple and basic and ministering to others. So I looked up a co- I don't, well, there's, me and Ben both say this all the time, that the definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing over and over and expecting a different result. You ever done that? How many things have you broke? Um, trying to do it the same way and it didn't work. Um, how many thing, How many times have you lost your temper? He would have. I remember him talking about there would be guys coming into weld at the at school, and they keep busting them. And he's like, "Well, what are you changing? Well, nothing. They wouldn't change the knobs on the weld machine, temperature, any of that. They just kept doing it. Well, if it's not working, why not change something? If your marriage ain't working that well, then change something." If your kids are wilder than bucks, change something. So, so that's the definition of the same. They're doing the same thing over and over, not changing nothing. Well, I hope it's going to be different today. If you, if we're not doing anything different, it's not going to be different. And in fact, it's going to get worse and worse because you're going to get more frustrated as each day goes on, and then it's finally you're just going to give up. And then I'm going to be honest: before long, you probably won't even be in church. And you can't be blaming me. Because we can't check on everybody. I've tried once the, our church right now, if you count everybody that says that they belong to the bridge, and I'm not judging, I'm just saying, we've got over 100 people, okay? Usually they say in ministry classes, once your church gets over like 60, the pastors can't keep up with it, and they can't. We've tried. I can't check on each and every person I want to, so don't think, well, she likes them better than me. I'm like a rat on acid. Follow me around one day. It's It's insane. But... I mean, I just am. Amy's been with me. She's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. And I don't even drink coffee. 
Coffee's gross. Ugh. I'm weird. Yeah. Amen. Don't make me start pulling out. I got stories on every one of you all. And if not, I'll make one up. So don't even start. All right. So um, we wonder why things are all set definition. Okay. So listen to this scripture. Proverbs uh, 19 verse 3. This is the New Living Translation. Translation. I don't, maybe I should have drank coffee because I didn't go to bed about 1.30 and then I was afraid I was going to oversleep. And then I was worried about what the roads were going to be like, so then I woke up at 6 and was driving around. Well, not just to make sure because I didn't if the roads were bad, then I didn't, I didn't want to wait the last minute. So anyways, I just haven't had any sleep. I don't drink. I just can't talk. Okay. Um, so Proverbs 19.3, it says, People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are mad at God. So that's what we got man, we get to do so much stupid stuff and don't spend time communicating with him and then mess up and then we're not willing to change anything and then we're like, well, God, you did it again. Yeah, he did. And the message, I really like this version because it's more the way that I talk. The message of that says, people ruin their lives by their own stupidity. So why does God always get blamed? Guys, we're train wrecks, okay? Me too. We're a train wreck in slow motion. I wanted to get that. There's a GIF. I've been around too much electric. I about said GFI. <laughs> you probably are like, I'm tired of putting those in in your house. But I about said GFI. Um, there, there's a GIF, and if you type it in and it says train wreck in slow motion, it's got this toy train coming across this bridge, and all of a sudden it stops. And then it just starts falling off car by car. Well, then it gets worse because the screen goes like the mud, and you just see every train car just falling in the mud. That's what I feel like a lot of times. But we mess so much stuff up. That is our human nature, to mess stuff up. That is why each day we've got to do a restart. We've got to spend some time in prayer. We've got to spend time in the Word of God. Just got to do it. Because whenever we're communicating with Him, then we hear Him more clearly. And we don't do our own stupidity as much, as much. Like I said, it's not going to be like, whoop, uh, lights on. Okay, so um, we have to change things. Um, some of the things that we got to change it, is we're in the discipleship process and we're going on this uh, primal journey. Um, and Ben talked about it, and I remembered what he said. Well, I listened to it again, but he was talking about, you know, people look at us as Christians and they'll be like, well, you're such you're a hypocrite. I thought you were a Christian. And he said, just look at him and be like, I thought I was too. <laughs> so I was talking to you and I couldn't remember what it was. That's what he said. Well, I thought I was too. And and guys, we do we do mess up. I mess up. The difference is, and the thing in that is, is are you gonna keep doing the same exact thing or are you gonna try to change some things to make it better? Because I'm I'm just gonna be honest with you. If you got a problem with, with cuss words and stuff. Don't be listening to Eminem. And, yeah, he's still around because I was thinking, who in the world still listens to him? And I'm, you got Cardi B. I listened about five seconds to her. I, she needs some Jesus. I mean, seriously. But when you listen to that garbage, and you might say, well, she talked about my music. I don't talk about I'm just be, I'm being honest. I normally don't say much. But whenever we listen to stuff like that, ain't no wonder. I don't, ain't no wonder the F-bomb and all these obscenities come out or blank whenever something happens if we listen to that all day long and then don't lie you even be in your car and, be like, and when it censors it on the radio you still say it i know you do okay mm, the lord i just heard him right now no i'm just playing but whenever we listen to that stuff 
guess what? It's gonna, it comes out. You hear that. It goes into your heart whether you want it to or not. The things of your heart come out through your mouth. So uh, what, are you, what are you changing? Uh, change your habits. If people, if people look at your habits and there's nothing in your life that, that they can see that you've changed, change it. Now, like I said, I'm, gosh, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know my struggles. You're absolutely right. I'm just trying to help you. We've got to change some stuff. If we want to be a disciple and want to win others for Christ, we've got to start doing stuff different. Is it easy? No. Are there struggles? No. Yes, there's plenty of those. It's never easy, but what, what are we doing to change that? Um, so we change our habits. Sometimes, you know what? You've got to change your friends. I'm gonna, you're going to hurt some people's feelings, and I know people, this sounds so trivial, but it still happens. Some of you are like, well, good Lord, what are you now? None. You don't do this. You don't do that. You have to take a stand and say something. We, we got we to do something. We have to take that stand. And we, sometimes you, gotta, you can't hang around your friends. And I'm not saying you can't ever talk to them again or can't ever be around them. But if, you, if you're struggling with something, if, let me t- if you're struggling with alcoholism, okay, and you've got friends and that's all they do is drink and carry on and cuss, and guess what? You are never going to break away from that whenever you're around the same people. And it's not that you rise above them and you're better than them, but God has a purpose and a calling for your life, and you just have to say, look, man, I, I love you. You can make fun of me. You can say whatever I want, but I can't do that anymore. That one statement will speak volumes of anything church-related you can ever say or do to them. Sometimes, so you're changing your habits. You're changing what, what you're listening to, what you're doing, where you're going. Um, change your friends. And I'm going to be honest, in, in, I'm not telling you to do this, but in some extreme situations, you may need to get another job. Now, pray about that, because if it's God's will, he'll open up something better for you. But sometimes there's some job situations. Ryan, you probably worked on jobs. You're like, man, I can't, Chris, same way. I can't wait to get off this job and get away from these boneheads. Don't worry, Dennis, Dennis ain't here this morning. He won't know we're talking about him. Love you, Dennis. Um, so some, sometimes it's even extreme like that. And I'm, and I'm not saying that I have everything together, okay? I, d- I don't. I am a train wreck in slow motion. But there are things that as we're being a discipleship, di- disciple of Christ and we're walking and trying to, to get into discipleship and lead others to Christ, they've got to see something different than us. And we can get mad at God. Well, God, why'd you let me do this again? Why'd you let me do that? Dummy, you're putting yourself in the same situations over and over and not changing the daggone thing. Now, that's as close as I can come to cussing in a church service and didn't. Okay? But we've got to change something. And I know it's not easy, but you just got to put your foot down and just say, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen? So, um, I hope nobody wore flip-flops this morning because I just stomped all over your toes. Isabella wore Crocs. I picked her up. And I seen her face when she was getting in my car. I was like, which I know it was really wet. She's like, well, my feet are all wet. I was like, what are you wearing? She's like, my Crocs. And I was like, I'm like, honey, you're not supposed to wear those. I mean, it, you can wear them okay if it's cold, but if it's wet and cold, it's not. But probably because I had taught her in school when she was little and it messed her up for life. It's all right. It's my fault. I'll take the blame. But um, so as we're changing things, I want I want to challenge you guys. Um, now this needs to increase as your walk with God increases, but I want to I challenge you to five times three, okay? That's what I'm calling it. And you all are like, oh my gosh, math. <sighs> okay, five minutes of, of prayer, five minutes of the word, and five minutes of worship a day, okay? Fifteen minutes.
We've got but there are our scripture apps and everything else because this is all about being primal. You're thinking, well, I know all this. Well, if we know it, we do it, and guess what? We don't always do it. So as we're going back to be primal and lead others to Christ, we got to spend time in prayer, even if it's something simple. God, uh, speak to me through your word today, and Lord, help me understand it because I can't understand no King James. I can't. I, my parents raised me in church from the time I was born, and I still, these and thous and shouts, I can't do it. I can't. And if you, sometimes you read that stuff real fast, it probably said, it does sound like you're cussing. But read something that you can understand. Read a version that you can understand. And pray. I'm even like cracking your mom's face is red. I'm embarrassing her. But um, pray. It's bad if you embarrass Joe Don. And spend time with, with the word. And find one worship song. You don't have to find the 13-minute one that I sent them. Or even just listen to parts of it. And just spend time worshiping God when you're by yourself. I don't, it don't matter if you're in your car. And just be like, God, I just I surrender. Sing the chorus of the song and lift your hands. Because I'm telling you, whenever you are lifting your hands toward heaven and you are communicating that with God, none of this stuff matters. You see what I'm saying? When you've got a vertical relationship, yeah, it's still there. But it, I'm telling you, it blocks it out. And there was a song that Casting Crowns did a few years ago. But it's praise you in the storm. I'll praise you in the storm and I will lift my hands. You know who I am. I know who you are no matter where I am. Okay? I'll just mess that up a little bit, but I'd have to sing it, but I'm not going to sing it. Praise you in the storm, and I will lift my hands. You are no matter where I am. Even though I've cried, I still am your hand. Because you know who you are, no matter where I am. Look that up, but it, that's what it says. Even though storms and stuff are going on, and we communicate and worship with God. I'm t- I can't explain that for you, and I can't say that enough. I'm going to move on. I'm, j- I'm just telling you it does. If you want something to change, spend some time in prayer, spend some time in the Word, and spend some time in worship. Okay? So that way, because if you're not doing that all week long, guess what? Then when you do come in here, just like, maybe I'm going to sing two or three songs. And But I, I can't. You're, it's just not going to fall on you. I mean, it could, I guess, but I don't think it's going to be every week because if you're not practicing at home, can't show up in public. There's a worship thing quote, and it's probably in my Instagram or something somewhere. But if we're not worshiping privately, and like whatever we do privately, that's what comes out pu- publicly. So just keep that in mind. So moving right along, um, what's my favorite song? Who's that, Ellie? Oh, I love it. Sing it, girl. I remember when Carver and Laney did it too, but man, Carver had this high-pitched scream. That's why we ain't got no windows in this church. We used to have them, and Carver screamed and busted every one of them out. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But she, do you, I mean, does she still do that? Oh, man, I mean, it was ear-piercing. I mean, it was like a fire alarm going off. If I'd hate to, if she, if she ever did it at Roadhouse, it'd probably make everybody line dance out the door. They'd think something was going on. It was loud. But... Um, so spend, five times three, spend some time in prayer and the word and worship. If you want worship song, Caleb's a good thing, but I'm telling you, I like to listen to more worship music. There's a difference between contemporary Christian music and worship music. Worship music is to God, and contemporary Christian songs are about God. So Caleb's good, but if you want to go in deeper, um, get with me, and I'll hook you up with some music. All right. So um, as we're being a disciple, and, and we've worried, not worried, but we've, we're working on ourselves daily in our relationship with God, we want to reach others, right? Because that's what really we're called to do. Um, so 
this is what I want you to do. I want you to pray about who to reach. I want you to be intentional. Okay? I'm very intentional, probably borderline creepy. Whenever I'm, I'm praying or I run into somebody and I feel like, man, I would love to see them get saved. I don't, like, I'm not really creepy, but I'll, I'll check in on them a lot. And I'll probably spend a little bit more time with them as they're growing in their relationship with God. And not once that they start coming to church, I'm done with them. But, and I'll tell people that I want, as I'm spending time and pouring into you, I want you to do the same thing as others because that's how you multiply. Same thing with the church. That's why we've got, we got awesome youth pastors. They're, they're working on the youth and working with kids. And like Dusty's pictures of your kids lifting your hand in worship last week. I want to see some of y'all doing that next week. Because something's, man, if a kid can do it and mean it and be sincere. Come on, adults, come on, man. We're lazy and we're slacking. I'm about to send y'all to Guatemala. Right, Amy? Earl's like, I'm sending her back. Not really, because he's crying like a big baby. He's like, Amy's gone, I'm going to have to do laundry. And I'm like, <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> it was horrible. Actually, he didn't even do laundry. He just went out and bought the kids new clothes for every day. <laughs> That's a dad plan. When I went to Paris that time, Ben was like, I'm tired of taking care of your stupid dogs. I was like, I'm doing the work of the Lord, so you can take the dogs out. But pray about who to reach. Be intentional, okay? Be intentional. Um. Find somebody that, that's hungry. And if you pray and ask God, guess what? You'll start to hear his voice. And the more you talk to God, people say, well, I don't ever hear God. How much do you talk to him? Because if you talk to him just when you need something, it ain't going to happen. All right? So um, pray pray about that. I mean, you can just pick somebody random, but I'm telling you, if you pray about it and it's a God thing, it'll happen. Uh, build relationships with those people. Hang out with them. You don't have to be shoving the word in their face 24-7. My favorite thing to do when I hang out with people is eat. In fact, my favorite thing to do when I'm not hanging <laughs> with people is eat. I've been doing better, though. So, But um, build a relationship with them. Hang out with them. Check in with them. Find out what they like, what they don't. Paul says um, in Corinthians 9.22, he says that he's become all things to all men that he might save some or that he might win some. Now, is that saying you got to go into a bar and drink with an alcoholic to get them saved? No, but maybe they've got that on the side. But if they like to fish... Then figure out stuff about fishing. Learn about fishing. If they like to golf, figure out about golfing. Ben used to take me golfing all the time, and then I started beating him, and he wouldn't take me no more. And he's not here to defend himself, but that is the God honest truth. We used to live five minutes from the Oaks Golf Course in Raceland. Finally, he's like, I'm not taking you anymore because I I didn't necessarily out-drive him, but it was definitely straighter. His ball would be like over in the weeds or something. I'm like, hmm, where'd your ball go? And I, that probably just rubbed it in, but yeah, he don't take me golfing anymore. <laughs> and then I just quit playing because I didn't want to sacrifice my marriage. <laughs> that, and I just, it was hot, and I was just like, meh. So, um, yeah, build relationships. Find out what they like. Find out what they don't like, because if you know what they don't like, don't do it. If they don't like knitting, don't be like, hey, I brought knitting over. Let's do like I do to people. Hey, you want to count change? <laughs> PGMC change. Derek got so Derek don't even count it, and he got so aggravated he bought a change counter. But um, stuff like that is relationship building. You hang out with people, even the simplest of things. The thing is, don't do ministry alone. This is a little hard sometimes because my schedule's crazy. 
But if I've got to go visit somebody or take something with Sister Joanna, I'll try to get somebody to go with me just because of the fact that when you take somebody with you, they get to experience that, and they're like, okay, so this is what Christian people are supposed to do. So build a relationship. Invite them to small groups, events, or church. Sometimes you want to start out with a small group before you do church because they're not ready for church, but they'll come to a small group. That's why we do these. The book study is kind of more churchy, but we've had kayaking connection groups because you know what? If you, you may not be able to get them in church, but you can get them in a kayak. That's how I met Cindy. I started driving the bus, and I don't even know why. The reason I started driving the bus was because I honestly felt like God said, after we did a fast one year in January, he was like, go get your CDLs, and I was like, nah. But no. Well, through that, I met Cindy. We start kayaking. Never really said much about church or anything. She just started asking me. And then she's here, she got saved, baptized. So that, that, that's the kind of stuff that we got to do. It doesn't always have to be just in your faith. So build a relationship. Oh, and this is the thing. If you invite somebody to small groups or connection groups or church, come. <laughs> Can I tell you how many times people have walked in to stuff and they're like, and I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? Is something? Usually I, I know them just because I know a lot of people around here. But they're like, oh, is so-and-so here? And I'm like, no, but next time I see them, I'm going to give them a good swift kick in the butt. If you and stuff comes up sometimes, but man, if you invite somebody, make sure that you're going. You stay like in touch with them on when they're going to show up, because it is really awkward walking into church you've never been in, and they're and you invite somebody and they're not here. And if you don't know what that feels like, man, invite me to do something anytime, and I'll be glad to stand you up so you can see what that feels like. Okay, so so make make sure you come. Okay, uh, once they come, check in on them. Um, not just be like, hey, man, how you doing? What's going on? But spiritually, because we're being disciples, we're doing primal, we're doing like the early church, we're eating, we're hanging out, we got to check on Because like I said, me, me and Ben and Dustin Albee cannot check on everybody. I can't, can't do it. And a lot of times there's kids that come to youth. A lot of times I, we won't even know that they're here because they don't come on Sundays and I've not met them and not able to come. So it, it takes a village, truly. But, um, but check on them. Just, just be like, man, how you doing? If you see that they're not at church, check on them because right now I told you I can't see who's here and who's not I'll be glad next week when the lights are back on some of y'all probably need to shave and get haircuts because you'll be looking pretty rough after five weeks in the dark but um invite them to small groups check on them uh help them spiritually do a devotion on the bible app that we all use um you can start devotions together check and then there's even chat Milo invited me to one back at Christmas that you could even chat and discuss what was going on so so that's the kind of stuff that we need to do is we're disciple and we're trying to build with others and guys i'm telling you your life people will see more in your life than anything that you could say they watch the things we do they watch the things we say they watch how we react to things that's just that's part of it we get we got to be on our a game all the time and we're coming to a close being a disciple it is very time consuming okay because you do spend time in prayer you do spend time in the bible very time consuming I'm going to share something with you, and I say this all the time. Ben always repeats me on this one. But can I tell you something? People do what people want to do. People do what people want to do. 99% of the time. I was going to say 99.9%, but I was like, I'll give them that extra percent. But people do what they want to do 99% of the time. You say, what are you talking about? If you want to get up early for church, you're going to get up early for church. It ain't fun. I was like, especially since I ain't get no sleep. I was like, man, I really like to go back to sleep. I was thinking, I just got to cancel church just so I could sleep today. Don't act like y'all are more spiritual than me. But I didn't. But 
we do what we want to do. If you want to get up and work out before you get ready for work in the morning at 5, guess what? You're going to do it. If you want to go work out after work every day, guess what? You are going to do it. If you, if you want to cook an awesome meal for dinner for your family every day, you are going to do it. And if you ever want to invite me, praise the Lord, I will be there. Okay? We do what we want to If we don't want to do something, we don't do it. We might make it. I mean, and it's that simple. And that 1% I'm giving myself and I'm giving you all. If some, like, emergency, there's a car accident or you can't get off work. And I'm not, I'm not talking about stuff like that. But, guys, we do what we want to do. If we want to get up early, we do. If we don't, we don't. Now, there, yeah, you might say, well, I have to. You have to, but you still got to make that choice to want to do it. It's not just like, oh, magically, and you wake up and all that. 5 a.m. at my house does not look pretty. But that's what I got to get up and do to get everything I need to get done before my day starts because I know if I try to wait till the afternoon and after school and after my bus route or after a ball game to do, it's not going to happen. So we do what we want to do. So just keep that in mind that, that we're all over on schedules. And, yeah, stuff will come up, but we do what we want to do. If there was like a – I was thinking of Brittany. They're in Cincinnati today, but her and Andrea, they're crazy about Maroon 5. They're all like, oh, Adam Levine, I hope they're watching this. Yeah, I'm making fun of y'all. But if they're – if they – and I'm not judging them, but I'm just like, if there was a Maroon 5 concert, they'd break their necks to get there. And there ain't nothing wrong with that because everybody in here has got stuff they like. Um, let's see, what's something else I can make fun of somebody for? Um, oh, I'll talk about my husband. If there is a convention for race cars, he's going to go through a snowstorm to get it. <laughs> it's a wonder you didn't go with him. And let me just say that, yeah, Ben is in Pennsylvania, but I'm glad that he does stuff like that. We don't miss very many Sundays at all, maybe one or two Sundays a year. And so I'm thankful that he's able to go through stuff like that because through the dirt track stuff, he's able to minister. There's people over there that's rough. I don't know if you've known that. Way rough from people in this church. But they need Jesus. Some of you, David, don't laugh too soon. Some of you. But that that's a ministry. And that's the whole reason that we even get into that. Just like when me doing the CDLs, I look for, at the beginning of the year, I always try to look for something. God, what, what do you want to, one year I got my real estate license. Got my CDLs the year before that. Um, this year... I really don't know yet. I'm still praying about that. But I'm glad that he goes to do stuff like that because he needs some time away because ministry is very taxing. It's very grueling. You always feel like a failure. When people don't show up for church, I'm going to be honest, it's like, and some, that affects him a lot worse than me. I'm like, man, I'm going to go get me a cheeseburger. I'll check on him later. <laughs> but, I, but, yeah, if, if stuff comes up, you want to you wanna do it. And that's just like him when they're racing. And you, bet, you better not be slacking. There's times where you won't get home till 3 or 4 in the morning, and then we got to get here by 9.30 on, the next morning on Sundays. whenever. So we do what we want to do. If it's something we really, if, if, if your kid's playing ball, you will break your neck to get there, and there's nothing wrong with that. But just keep that in mind as we're doing discipleship and mentoring and training others. We do what we want to do. So just in closing is this. Um, I just thought about this. If as we're closing up on the Humane Series, if we treat everyone humane like the children of God that they are, then we shouldn't want anyone to go to hell. And that goes to loving your enemies, those who make fun of you. That's everything. But if we really want to be a humane race, 
we shouldn't desire to see anybody go to hell and that should totally change our perspective on how we live our lives how we witness to others everything that we do so in closing i'm just going to play that song again um, no we ain't gonna listen to all 13 minutes of it either all right um, but if we treat everybody humane and think about that we're all god's kids god don't want to see any of his kids go to hell and it's not just like a one i mean it is eternity of burning and misery and there's no getting out None. so my prayer today is that we would all be humane myself included that we would look at others even our enemies and just be like you know what god help me to see them as one of your kids help me to see them if you've got kids is is God, help me to see them as one of, I want to see my kids. That when somebody hurts them, I just want to strangle them. God's the same way. We're all his kids, no matter how messed up people are, no matter how bad they are according to our terms. But it starts with the heart. And I don't know why this song, I've listened to it a bunch, but I just felt after Sunday at church that he said, like, you sing that this week and, and put that in your, in your set list. But it starts with the heart. So give him your heart. Give him your heart daily. Give him your heart hourly. Give it to him by the minute. Give it to him by the second. That's just all that song says is, God, you can have my heart. You can have all of me. Not just a little bit on Sundays. Not just a little bit for book study. Not just a little bit through the week when I read my five or ten minute devotion. God, all of me. All of it guys and I'm telling you there is something that happens there is a release that just says God I give you it all I give you my problems this part set me free from selfish motives God just break me God that arrogance that pride thinking I've got it all together That is our prayer for you guys here at the bridge. We love you guys. Oh, just sing that out. Father, I just pray, God, over this congregation this morning. And just bow your heads. God, I just pray that that would be their heart's cry. God, they would quit trying to struggle with the things of this world. God, with the bondages, the things on their life that they've been carrying for so many years, the addictions, the pain, the struggles, God. Lord, I pray this morning, God, that they would just lay those down at your feet. God, that they would give you their whole heart. Yes, I got everything hold nothing back nothing's hidden god take our selfish motives that only you can see god take all of it as your heads are bowed i just if god is speaking to you this morning and you feel like that god I, i've been holding that i need to give more if that's you nobody's looking around just slip your hand up there's hands everywhere Put your hands in. 
that sin. Just, just, just tell him, just say, God, you got my heart. I will daily start over, God. I will daily lay it down, God. I will daily pick up my cross. You just tell him that. Daily give it to you, God. I give you my worries, my fears, my struggles, everything, God. It's yours. So, God, as these people have, have raised their hands, God, and even those that didn't, God, I just pray that you would just pour your presence out upon them, God. They would feel your spirit, God, just right now, God. And even this week, God, as, as we're going on with the, with through 2021 and everything else, God, I just pray that your spirit would just be so great and mightily upon the people of the bridge, God, that they would do your work, God. They would they would reach out, they would minister to others, they would desire to, to be more like you, God, Lord, to draw closer to you, God, to give you all their hearts, God, as they sit this morning. God, I love you. God, I worship you, God. Thank you for these people. Be with them this morning. In your name we pray and ask and believe and thank you for all these things. Amen.